With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Spilled Tea. This is David Michael O'Quinn. I'm flying solo today. Um, it's fine. I'm flying solo. I won't give a detailed explanation. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to do a quick show. not going to be that long, hopefully. I did first want to start off by giving my friend, her name is Kristen Samples. Now it's hyphenated Kristen Samples Liberty, a shout-out. She got married today to her best friend and her partner, or excuse me, girlfriend of three years um, in the great state of Massachusetts on this rainy Saturday. She got married, and I couldn't be happier for her. I'm so proud of her. She's such a strong woman. She's an amazing friend, and I know she's going to be an amazing wife. So congratulations to Kristen and her wife, Lisa. Also, I wanted to say happy belated birthday to Paul Walker. He would have turned 41 yesterday. It still haunts me the way that he passed. Um, It still haunts me. I I mean, I wasn't there, but just knowing, reading the reports and seeing the pictures, it's just, it haunts me. And I hope that he is in a peaceful place and he's looking down on his family and watching over them and protecting them and I honestly cannot wait to see how they completed um, Fast Fast 7 with his um, seemingly twin brother, Cody, who is a lot younger than him, but they look so much alike. It's, it's insane. So I can't wait for that. Um, I also want to give a, a shout-out to Dylan McDermott. I <laughs> jokingly put a tweet out last night that said, oh, at... Dylan McDermott, you first starred in a TV show called Hostages, now you're in another TV show called Stalker. And then I referenced Joe Rivers' famous line, Dylan, can we talk? And he favorited it, and I didn't even know he was on Twitter. I just thought it was so funny. And I had seen the um, promos, and I just thought it was kind of odd. He's in Hostages and then Stalkers. But I had no intention of watching it, to be honest with you. And so... After he favorited, I looked at his profile, and um, and yes, favorited is a um, word. I'm putting that in Webster's, by the way. So after I um, looked at his photos, he had a photo of himself, and I don't remember her name on purpose because I hated her character on True Blood, 
uh, Lenora or Lenore on True Blood. Oh, hated her character so much. Um, don't know the actress, but just do you ever like see an actor and actress in a role and you just can't stand them in that role, and then you just forever are tainted by that that actor or actress? So anything they do, you're just like, I hate you. You know, <laughs> I don't really hate her, but whatever. The actress that plays Lenore or Lenore from True Blood, the one that was like obsessed with Bill. She was in the picture. Um, it was Dylan McDermott, Maggie Q, and then Kevin Williamson. And I thought, wait a minute, why the hell is Kevin Williamson in the picture with them? So, of course, I did my research. Turns out Kevin Williamson is the creator of Stalker. Now, I have followed almost everything Kevin Williamson has done, from Dawson's Creek to, I think it was Wasteland to... Um, my favorite Kevin Williamson project, which is the following. So I might have to eat my words and watch this show this fall. Um, I don't really know a ton about it. Um, I, like I said, I did some research on it, but there isn't a lot of information. All, it, all I know is that it's detectives who are investigating stalking incidences. I, I mean, Kevin Williamson created Scream, which is my favorite scary movie of all time. So mm, I might have to buckle down and watch it, just at least the first episode. But let me tell you, the following is one of my top favorite new shows of the past three years. It is simply amazing. The first season just blew me away, and the second season was just as good. So, um, so check out the following. Um, check out the following and check out Stalker. They're both really... I have a feeling Stalker might be good. With with his name attached to it, I'm going to give it a shot. Plus, i got to support my Hollywood gaze. So Kevin Williamson is out and proud, and I'm happy to support him. Um, what else can we talk about? Speaking of out and proud, I do want to talk a little bit about Michael Sam. Now, for those of you who are in the know or not in the know, Michael Sam is an openly gay black man who's in the NFL. He wanted to be recruited so bad by the NFL, he finally got on a team, and then he got dumped. And he was doing practice with them, so he wasn't officially on the team. But he was excited. He was, you know... Um, tweeting about it, he, was, he, he seemed like he was in a good place. And then he got picked up again. Um, so first he was with the St. Louis Rams for their practice. Everything, you know, was going good. Then he was released. Now he's with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, a black gay guy who has a white boyfriend playing for the Dallas Cowboys, this is huge and I don't think people understand how huge it is. Of course, some Texans are not very happy. If he doesn't stay on the team, I'm going to still applaud the coaches for even taking the risk. Because for Texas, like I said, it's huge. This is a red state. So to have an openly gay black guy, and I'm going to repeat it, dating a white man, on the football team, this is ginormous. This is a step in the right direction. 
I'm not saying gays are going to take over the world. For all we know, we already own the world. Just nobody knows about it. But I'm just saying, with everything happening right now, it is a huge step in the right direction. Hopefully, very soon, in the near future, players are going to be judged and reported on for the way that they play, the way that they interact with their teammates, and we don't hear so much about their sexual orientation. Let's hope that day is soon. Speaking of football, I guess going along with the whole personal stuff, this week was completely the entire nation was rocked by that video of Ray Rice beating the crap out of his girlfriend. So my thoughts on this are a couple of things. One, I hate, loathe, and despise women who hit men knowing that men are going to stand there and take it. I hate that. That is what made me so uncomfortable about the Solange Knowles Solange and Jay-Z fight. She knew, being a woman, if he hit her, he would go to jail. She knew that. So she kept hitting him. She kept after him. And I hated it. It was the most uncomfortable moment. And then, of course, Beyonce was just standing there like a doorknob. I lost respect for her. But it's even worse when this man, knowing, he knows he can knock her out, knocked her out, punched her twice, spit on her, dragged her out of the elevator, then lied to his teammates, and lied to the hotel staff and said that she was drunk? I don't know who's worse in this story. And it gets even worse because when the NFL finally found the video and saw the video, well, you know, this is what I think. I think because we all saw the video, they had to respond. I'm not going to speculate and say they saw the video or not. I'm going to say when the public went viral with this video. That's when they intervened. But my point is, how the heck can you fire him for doing this and give Ocho Cinco as many chances as they gave him when he headbutted his wife at the time? The only reason he's not playing is because he, he's not good. And other football sports players, it's just crazy how dog fighting and, and, and other wife beating, there is a basketball player who beat the tar out of his wife, and now he's a coach. How does this happen? And yet we're making an example of Ray Rice. This doesn't make any sense. If you're going to penalize someone, do it across the board, not, okay, I'm just going to do it this time, you know, it's now that we have actual video and you guys have seen it, well, we're going to penalize them now. We're going to kick them off the team or whatever they did. They ended his contract. I think it's a little hypocritical, but even worse, if this happened February 15th, how low of a self-esteem does this woman have that she married him March 28th of this year? This all happened this year. 
I'm not going to presume to know anything about their relationship. But when you see this video, you think, if he hits her in public, what the heck does he do in private? I'm scared for this woman. I feel bad for her. I hope, I hope that he sought help. I hope that this was an isolated incident. But, and I'm going to get personal here, as a child of abuse, it happens once, it's going to happen again. Who knows if it happened before that day? And what message do you send to your child? Because this is on the Internet forever, forever. So one day this child's going to look on the Internet and see Daddy beating the crap out of Mommy and spitting on Mommy and hear the stories about how he lied, about her condition to everybody else. What is she going to tell the child? What is she going to say? I just, the whole thing is just heartbreaking, and I wish as a nation we had more of a way to protect people and more of rehabilitation efforts for people like this. Unfortunately, once you're an abuser, you're always going to be an abuser. I still don't know how Tommy Lee keeps getting girlfriends. I mean, he beat Heather Locklear. He beat Pamela Lee. Who else? Like, people, get a clue. I just... Mm. Physical abusers are something that I am very passionate about. And if you hit one person one time, you're going to do it again. And I just can't stomach a physical abuser. I just can't. It's just the most disgusting thing I've ever... Mm. Sorry. Um, so let me talk about a, a happier uh, thing. Last week, Dallas asked myself and our other co-host, what was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? Yes, this probably was the most embarrassing thing. Me, you know, holding, making up this lie to get sympathy and become popular in high school. But I'm going to spill some tea right now. I'm going to tell you the really embarrassing thing that happened to me. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. So, being a gay out black man, obviously I'm going to have sex, right? And I wasn't very experienced as far as the preparation that goes into before you have sex, what you do, the things that you do. And (laughs) I was at this club in Northampton, Massachusetts, and I saw this really gorgeous guy. I was like, God, he's so hot. And he was staring at me, and I was staring at him, and my friend said, go talk to him. I said, no, he's not interested. He's like, he keeps staring at you. I think, and I said, I think he's staring at me because I'm staring at him. He's like, no, 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 just go talk to him. So finally I got the courage and I went up to him. We started talking. And he said, oh, do you want to go to my friend's place? I'm house-sitting. I said, oh, my God, sure. I was so naive, so naive. And I was probably 
this was probably my second experience with sex. So I go to his friend's place. You know, we're doing the, you know, normal stuff, touching and all that stuff. So we get down to business. <laughs> and, oh, gosh, he's, he's not a small guy. First of all, he's 6'3", and I'm 5'8". So we start doing, you know, the act. <laughs> and I farted. <laughs> but the thing is, that's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part was it must have been so forceful that he flew off the bed and hit the wall behind him. I've never, ever been so embarrassed in my entire life. He got up. I was mortified. He looked at me, and he said, maybe we should just cuddle. I'm like, that's a good idea. And that was that. He and I um, talked and we're friends on and off from then, but I've lost touch with him now. But that is truly the embarrassing, the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. And I didn't think that I could say that in front of the boys, but it's out there now. So there you go. Um, speaking of the boys, I wanted to finally talk about friendships. And I know that that sounds like a little weird. You know, why am I talking about friendships? For me, I've only had five boyfriends in my entire life. So my friends have been my, my main relationships. I have friendships back from 1985. Not just one or two friendships. I have a handful of friendships from when I was 10 years old, nine years old. I also have friendships from a year ago. I've made some new ones this year. But for me, friendships are important because they outlast relationships in my eyes. And I really try to nurture them and take care of them. And my point of bringing this up is there's always that moment in a friendship where either you get into this big fight and you stop talking and then you talk again and then your friendship is stronger than ever. Or you don't get into this fight, but you have this moment in your friendship where it just bonds you. Something about the friendship, something about that conversation or that act bonds you together. Why I mention this is because this past week, I had that moment with one of my friends. And I know this is going to sound a little weird, but on sat last Saturday, I had a bill come out of my checking account that I didn't expect, and it wiped me out completely. I was shocked. And I've... Uh, one of my friends reached out to me and was like, hey, how's it going? And I blurted it out, just not even thinking. This friend said to me, I will lend you money 
until you get paid next so that you can get to work. Because I work right now about an hour and 45 minutes from my home. And I was shocked. I said, I didn't even know what to say at the time. And I said, okay. Granted, I did pay that friend back yesterday, but the fact that this friend reached out to me did that. And this was their money for moving expenses. They weren't even supposed to have this money saved, but they had it saved. So for me, it bonded us. It kind of like made that friendship solidify in my mind. You know, I knew that I was going to pay them back, and I obviously did. But the fact that I had a friend reach out to me like that, because I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea. I didn't want to ask anybody for money. I didn't want to borrow it from, from, you know, this, that, or the other place. I was just, what am I going to do? That's all I kept saying. What am I going to do? And it also kind of made me realize that things happen for a reason. Now, because I was able to go to work this, this past week, I was able to volunteer at a soup kitchen. I was able to help out at a work function. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do these things. So I guess my point is I just want people to really take stock in the people that they have around them. Really look at your friends. Money and friendships typically don't mix. But ask yourself, if you were ever in a bind, who would you ask for help? It doesn't have to be about money. Who would you just ask for help, period? If you can't name certain people in your life, then they shouldn't be in your life, period, end of story. Or maybe the, the friendship is too new. Maybe you'll get back to it. Maybe in a little bit you'll be able to name them. But just keep that in the back of your mind. Friendships are so important in life. If you are the type of person that doesn't have a friend, get one. <laughs> because you need friendships. You need them to complain to about your day, to talk to about your family, to vent to about your boyfriend or whatever. And this is also why I've, been, I've got on record saying I never want my best friend and my boyfriend to be the same person. Because that, if it ever ended, I'd lose two, two of the most important people in my life. And that's why I say that. And a lot of my friends are like, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Your boyfriend needs to be your best friend. No, no. They can't be best friends. They can't be the same person. I just can't have it. And this is why. Um... So that was my rant, my quick rant. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about what lies ahead. I um, just to let you give you an update on my life. I signed the lease for my new place, and I'm going to be moving in November 1st back to Boston area. So excited! And um, yeah, I'm just excited about what what lies ahead and all the good stuff that's coming my way. 
I also am. Um, oh, I also want to tell you a funny tweet I got. So there is a picture of Nicholas Cassadine and um, Spencer Cassadine from General Hospital, the actors that play them. There was a picture up, and I said, cute and cuter. And someone said, oh, thank you, that made my day. And I replied back, tagging everybody in it, uh, Nicholas and Spencer. Spencer is like eight years old. So I tagged them on Twitter, and I said, you know, I miss these faces, but unfortunately I had to stop watching the show because the writing just got really bad. <laughs> and the little kid, <laughs> the little kid, his name is Nicholas J. I, I'm going to, I hope I pronounced it right, Bechel. He retweets me back and says, worst mistake you ever made in your life, just saying. I laughed so hard. I pray that this kid keeps his wit, keeps his sense of humor, keeps his attitude for when he grows up because there are so many child actors that kind of lose that and they get into all the bad stuff. I really hope he keeps his attitude. That is the funniest tweet I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I even reposted it on um, Instagram and all that. I just thought it was the funniest thing. So I just want to give him a little shout-out. Um, my last shout-out of the day, I promise, is going to be to um, Brad Everett Young. What I want to shout-out to him about is I want everyone to follow him on Instagram and Twitter. It's Brad E. Young. And he has this campaign called Dream Loud. It's just, I can't even explain it in words. You have to research it. It's amazing, and I hope that everybody supports him in this. He's amazing for, for taking part in it. I may have gotten Lamone Archie. I reminded him of the campaign on Tuesday when he was on. By the way, everybody has had such positive things to say about it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That episode um, with Lamone was amazing, and he, he's just an amazing guy. So thank you, everyone, for your positivity. But, yes, follow, follow Brad at Brad E. Young on Instagram and Twitter. Hashtag dream loud. That's all I got today. Um, listen to us tomorrow. We'll be here 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when the rest of the boys come back. I'm sure some of them are listening now. We're going to talk about my embarrassing moment. I can just hear Kyle laughing at me. I can hear it. Oh, I'm never going to live that down. Anyways, thanks again so much for listening and being such a huge network of support for me, for the show. Um, and, oh, one last plug. If you could all please buy my book, Who I Am and What I Want, The Family Portrait, and The It Girl. I am actually doing my first, very first book signing at my college. I'm trying to coordinate that in October at Western New England. And I'm trying to coordinate my second book signing for November at a very popular um, gay club in 
Boston. So hopefully this time next year I'll be doing book signings on the regular and I can come meet some of you guys at some events. But, yes, let's, please, if you could, support my, my dream of becoming a New York Times bestselling author. And hopefully you like the books, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.